hey, listen. Now, although the most recent hero of Hyrule has been our number one fan, there is one amongst us that has been saving Hyrule for years and years. Ladies and gentlemen, our resident hero of time, Marcus. Now, uh, we did a deep dive last week where uh, Marcus kind of interviewed me about my favorite game, which was Pokemon. And now, in case you, it's not obvious, we're doing the same thing with Marcus, but uh, Legend of Zelda. And uh, it's quite the extensive series. Uh, and I'm not as familiar with Zelda as he was with Pokemon. So I keep telling him over and over that he's actually going to teach me a lot in taking this deep dive. So... You know, I'm excited. So I, I imagine you have to be excited too, or yeah, actually, I, I was actually looking forward to this one because I knew what we were going to be, you know, getting into and stuff like that. So can't wait for the the spiel. Yeah. So first section is going to be the lore section, and we're going to hop right into the big thing. So anybody that's familiar with the Zelda franchise, you know of the three core characters, at least the most common ones which are Ganon, Link, and Zelda. What, what is the backstory there, Marcus, that kind of binds them? And even though Ganon isn't in every game, he's in most of them. So what is it about these three characters in particular that like binds them together, links them? What, what's the story there? Or give us like just a little bit. You don't have to go crazy, but just educate us a little bit. Okay, so... Your question is what, like, why it's always Zelda, why it's always Ganon, why it's always Link. Is that is that what I'm getting at? Yes, right? exactly. So, essentially, what you gotta know first and foremost are the golden goddesses that created Hyrule, uh, Nehru, Din, and Faror. At least that's what I say them. I never know how to say them initially, but that's the way I say them. So, when they created Hyrule, they, you know, did have the what's called the Triforce, right? The Triforce is the sacred Triforce that can grant any wish. Basically, you have this Triforce and you can basically do whatever you want, okay? Now, the Triforce is what's usually in the, I guess you would say a parallel world, or it's not a parallel world, but a different dimension that's kind of hard to access, right? And that's essentially what Ganon is trying to do. Now, it's never really kind of stated why it's always the same three people, but they do go back and say that because each one of those goddesses does actually represent one of the the uh, basically what is it Courage, the powers power, or the characters wisdom. Yeah, yeah essentially you know Zelda being the princess of Hyrule's basically always prophesied to be that you know princess that's going to basically be the bridge now there are a lot of time mechanics when it comes to Zelda actually initially. Um, understanding those time mechanics actually does also kind of help. But Link is the reason he's named Link is because Link is actually the think of it as a chain, right? The chain between you know good and evil, the the chain between being the hero, saving the saving the world, and you know the link between basically everything that goes on in Hyrule. So he embodies courage because he's the one who always you know is doing what he can to basically save Hyrule. He's always thrust into that position, whether he likes it or not. Um, because he is, you know, supposed to be the hero of time, right? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. Ganon obviously being the one of power because Ganon is the most, you know, I guess I guess you can say powerful, most feared uh, person in Hyrule. And it's interesting because in the Ocarina of Time, that's where you kind of realize that, you know, 
because Ganon's from the Gerudo, the Gerudo village. He's a Gerudo and he's a male. And anytime there's a male, they're basically being the ones who, you know, basically the chief of, of the tribe. And because he was born, how can I say it? He kind of inherited that power, and it's it's all, it's mostly a prophecy thing, essentially. If you go if you go back and pay Skyward Sword, after you take out Demise, Demise is actually the big bass, the big baddie in that one. He says that my um, what are they called? Uh, descendant, his reincarnation is going to yeah. be the epitome of evil over and over and over again. So that's already kind of one prophecy that kind of that established itself, and thus, you know, because this is a power thing, you know. And Demise was, you know, the opposite of Hylia, who is basically the, I guess you can say the priestess of the church of the three goddesses. Um, so there's the yin and yang at all times. But just to kind of sum- summarize that point, you know, Zelda being, you know, a prophecy princess inherits the wisdom. Link being the, you know, courage, courageous one is always a link between the two. And then, of course, uh, Ganondorf or Ganon, who inherited more so that um power right from demise and stuff yeah and you know it makes sense now that you kind of attribute them to like the goddesses because i did play ocarina of time and i remember that you get to use uh some of their powers at certain times they all give they give you each like a uh, a special power and there is wouldn't you know it but there's a red one there's a green one and there's a blue one yes uh so that makes that makes perfect sense my next question which you already answered a little bit was like what exactly is the triforce uh you kind of touched on it already the three parts and that it uh can you said it could grant wishes it's essentially if yeah if you have the triforce this is the end all be all think you know you can think of it as uh if you've seen fates you've seen fates day right um Mm -hmm. Fate Zero, I'm sorry. Think of it as a Holy Grail, right? You have the Holy Grail. It's it's one of those things, you know. Devil Fruit Powers. It's the uh, Naruto. It's going to be the um, the having the ten tails. Or I'm sorry, the the fruit, the forbidden the fruit. fruit. The, you see, and, and that's what it is, right? It's the ultimate source of power in the Legend of Zelda series, um, and it's just it's basically the balance between the three. By having the Triforce, you basically have control of whatever it is you want. And in one of the video games, was it? Uh, was it Link, Link to the Past or Ocarina of Time? Ganondorf, actually, actually in both, because in Ocarina of Time, uh, when the Hero of Time has slept for seven years and you become adult Link, well, Ganon, Ganondorf actually got a hold of the Triforce and basically, you know, tried to make Hyrule in his image. In the Dark World, that is kind of like what transpires if he, you know, kind of gets it. So Link has to go out there and basically stop Ganondorf from granting these, you know, wishes that the Triforce does. You know what I mean? Because every, t- every time Link kind of just disappears, Ganondorf does get a hold of it in some ways. Oh, okay. Well, okay, I'm glad you mentioned Ganondorf. What, is there a difference, or and if there is, what is the difference between Ganon and Ganondorf? Ganon is... Uh, because in the original games, it was Ganon. Ganon's, you know, he's a pig. You look like a pig. And if you watch the animated series, there is an animated series, by the way. It's atrocious, but, you know, I've seen it. Um, he's a pig, first and foremost. So in the games that first come out, even on Link to the Past, that's what, you know, Link to the Past and all the other ones, when he's Ganon, that is the true incarnation of basically the Legend of Zelda Nemesis. Ganondorf was actually created, if I'm not mistaken, in Ocarina of Time. And the reason he's called Ganondorf is because, you know, like I said, he was a the own the male living or the born male of the Gerudo tribe, which consists of all females. I don't, I don't know if you remember that part 
Um, yeah. I, um, I think I remember something like there's only one born like once every thousand years or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, all, that's like what that. it is. And I think at the time, was it Neberu? I forgot her name. Um, or I might be thinking of the Divine Beast. It's also her name. Uh, but she is one of the of the sages. And essentially, she's the one who says, yeah, you know, basically every time there is a male born, um, they become, you know, chieftain of the tribe. Uh, but she did sense evil in Ganondorf when he was born. And he has to grow up. And that's why she kind of elicits its help and why she becomes a sage. Um, so, yeah, that's essentially why you, you get that Ganondorf version because he is human. And this is the first instance you actually see as human, which would be an Ocarina of Time that you do see, or, you know, or at least a person. Yeah. So that's it, it would be the distinction between his like animalistic form versus his human form. It, yes. Yes. But a true form is Ganon. You know, that's, that's, the, that's who, you know. Yeah, which you do, which you do see some of at the end of Ocarina of Time. Yeah, when post, uh, post yeah, after you take out after you know the whole organ thing, right? And you take out Ganondorf, right? Go down, um, go down the the castle, whatever. And then yeah, so you see Ganon whoop out his, you know, lightning swords or whatever. And there's different in, there's different incarnations of Ganon that look just intense, dude. And they always do a damn good job of of the way he looks. Yeah, as I, I mean, from what I'm familiar with, yeah, he's he's pretty crazy. So, uh, do all, as far as I know, most of the games take place in some form of Hyrule. Is that, is that, is that true? Or am I off on that? The, if they don't, like, what other areas uh, are there and in which games? So we see, we have, I'm, I'm thinking from the beginning, we have a form of Hyrule in Skyward Sword, but obviously, you know, there's the land of the, of the sky, which is a land of Hylia, I think it's Hylia. Um, mm -hmm. They're in Sky. You have the Minish Cap Four Swords that take place, and those are the ones I've actually only played once of. That's where you have Vati, and Vati's an underrated, underrated villain. Um, if I'm not mistaken, those might take take place in the same time too. Or Queen of Time, obviously. Um, Hyrule, Majora's Mask, however, actually, and it's actually one of my favorite ones, just because when I know you want to kind of mention a little fun fact here, right? But we'll get a little fun fact right here for Majora's Mask. Mm -hmm. um, after after the success of Ocarina of Time, it was said that they only gave the people or, you know, the creators to make a Zelda game in one year. And Majora's Mask was the product of that one year. You have one year to make another Zelda game go. So they were freaking out and they were frantic. And that's why if you actually look at the Majora's Mask, they used and recycled a lot of the same model characters. That way they could save time when they made this game over that year. Uh, so that's why the people are the same and you have some aspects of the game that are very similar to Ocarina of Time. Not only that, um, they in Majora's Mask, they use the time mechanic to kind of condense everything together. So Majora's Mask does take place in Termina instead of Hyrule. And there's and that one's actually more of the fantastical, fantastical ones in the series just because of that whole you know sequence of the apocalypse in that particular game. So you do have Termina and Majora's Mask. You do have... Does, I'm pretty sure all the other ones more or less take place around the same. I'm, I'm thinking, of, well, obviously you have the Twilight uh, Princess, where you have the Twilight Realm or the Twilight Realm, um, but that's also Hyrule. Uh, the Wind Waker is a sunken version of Hyrule because Hyrule is actually underwater in those games, and that one and the Phantom Hourglass. Spirit Tracks is a reincarnate. It's 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 a it's a completed time rule also uh, Hyrule also. Um, oh, the other one actually would be. What is it? Link's Awakening? I totally forgot the name of the place. Uh, oh, Kohelet Island. Kohelet Island is what it's called. 
So you do have that one. And the reason is also that one because Link's Awakening is actually one of those ones that's like Majora's Mask, where you're not really sure if the sequence that he's experiencing is actually Link going through this adventure or if it's just something that's kind of, you know, in his mind or or what's said or whatnot. But in this case, Kohulit Village, Termina, Hyrule. Um, off the top of my head, those are probably the other ones I can think of. For the most okay. part, I might be missing one or two. And again, just because there are some that I played frequently and there are some that I have not played as many, as many. So. Okay. Okay. I mean that you, you named quite a bit there and even went through like what game, what place. Um, last week, I think we saw, we, we touched on a little bit of a, of a story where I, uh, that came about because there was a statue of link and, uh, he had like a like an interesting look on his hand or on his arm, and I asked you like, what did you think of that? And you mentioned uh, the Twilight Realm, which you actually just mentioned here, talking about uh, some of the where the games take place. What what exactly is the Twilight Realm? So and this this was a kind of a, it's a tough one, and that's because I just um, read up on it recently again, just for the sake of reading up on it, because I do have the Hyrule story and. I do have some of the other of the theology and whatever, and so I was just kind of trying to refresh my memory. The Twilight Realm, if I'm not mistaken, is actually a banished version of Hyrule. Maybe not Hyrule, but essentially, it's because the people of the Twilight Realm were actually trying to steal the Triforce. They were unsuccessful because they were unsuccessful. Uh, unsuccessful, they're actually banished into the Twilight Realm. Uh, and in Twilight Prince, it actually mentions and talks about that fact kind of later on. Um, that's because you can see that um, the sages, I, I, I believe, were actually part of that little coup there kind of going on. But essentially, the Twilight Realm is a place that was basically banished because they were not good humans, if I can say so. Now, I think the lore is that they kind of fixed their ways, if you want to if, if call it something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think I think that was it because that's because I replayed Twilight Princess just recently too. Um, they they kind of fixed themselves in, in a sense. Um, can I say it? They it's it's a gateway. They thought about what they did and they were actually able to help out. And that's because Princess Minna, she was a princess. The the helper in Twilight Princess is actually, you know, Princess Minna of, of the Twilight Realm. Um, and she's the kind of the one who's spearheading to actually become one with Hyrule again. Um, good, but it is, it, is, it is a parallel dimension. It is, you know, um, another one of those alternate universes. And I have said where Zelda is kind of always touching base on those, you know, Twilight, uh, I'm sorry, on those um, time, time mechanics and stuff like that. So it's actually one of the more interesting ones uh, story-wise, story-wise, but it's also one of the more complex, if I, you know, get to say so, because there is something called the Interloper War. Uh, the Interloper are basically like dark versions of Link or dark or shadows, not necessarily Link, but just dark shadows, and they try to take the Triforce, and um, they basically go into the sacred realm. That's where the tri- the the the, the um, Triforce is located, and that's where they try to steal it. And so that's what I was kind of referencing um, before. But yeah, it used to be. It used to be a good place. Now it's not so much. Um, but yeah, that that's a little. You kind of got me there on that one because Twilight Realm is a little bit more compli- uh, complicated than I, than I'm letting on here. Um, there's still more that needs to be said, 
But because we only got one game, basically all we ever had all the Twilight Realm and exactly what it is is basically from different, you know, from what people said and from the creators and what they've jotted and put down. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, it's it's a place where parallel universe they were banished. The dark interlopers wanted the Triforce. They did not get it, so that's where they were put. Um, they did change their ways. Princess Mil- uh, Princess Minna. Um, actually is trying to restore peace in the twilight realm uh because it was overthrown and you know, that's where you know link comes in and you know becomes the wolf and stuff like that but that's actually one of the more interesting ones i'm glad you asked that question i might just go and replay uh twilight princess again just to kind of get that one through because the, the twilight realm is a hell of a, a hell of a story and and let's be honest you don't you don't name something the twilight realm without it being like hella complicated right like uh and it's just that like you say like it has all this crazy story all this stuff to it uh the enemies that were banished there it's uh like an inverse world like who knows so those things are always crazy to me yeah and, and it's not the only time we get the you know we get the twilight realm we get laurel i don't know if you're familiar with laurel that's the uh a link between worlds it's legit another parallel universe that has the same aspects of hyrule including the including the princess including the hero but it's totally different and that's actually one i've only played once i played it once i can't remember bits and pieces but you have princess hilda in that one so again these these alternate universes do get kind of crazy um but the thing with the twilight realm is this one is actually one in uh in a console you know format so they're able to expand a lot more on the story well laurel was i think on the 3ds if i remember correctly and so we kind of just got a bit of what Laurel actually is. And there's even, you know, rumors out there that all these alternate dimensions are basically the same parallel universe, just Twilight Realms in one, Laurel's in another, and so forth and so forth. So it's, it's, it's tripped out. It's a little trippy. Yeah, so, I mean, based on that, I'm sure we're going to go there again at some point, right? Oh, I mean, I would hope so. And, and, and that's because you mentioned with the Breath of the Wild, why his arm looks like that. People do believe, and there are rumors that, you know, the Twilight Realm might kind of make a little... A little uh, cameo here in this next one, Tears of the Kingdom. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. Sounds exciting. Now, the last question with the lore section. What in the hell are the Gossip Stones? I've never understood what the hell those things are in Ocarina of Time. And why, if I blow up a bomb on them, they fly away. What the hell are those things? Aside from being... um, that was basically the helping mechanic of Ocarina of Time. And as a matter of fact, when they were um, said first and foremost, it kind of really wasn't a thing. Uh, but they were they're primarily used as a means of guiding that player when you want to be guided. Not only that, it also does reveal, you know, um, chests, hidden secrets, things like that. Um, but as far as what they actually are, man, I don't... Re- they Basically, they have the symbol of the um the Kokorika tribe. That's the the tribe that Impa's from. So they're basically the ones who kind of put these stones and these stones are just supposed to be, you know, ha- or are supposed to have that information that you seek. Um so yeah, it could also be compared to like a Shika uh, a, a Shika stone. Again, mm-hmm. those that, that's another one of those Impa Kokorika uh, uh Shika tribes thing i said what did i say first time? i said it's i said it's kokoriko no it's kokoriko village but that's usually where you find the shika tribe which is where impa's from so um little mix up there on my part but yeah that's essentially what it is they're placed there by the shika tribe 
to basically guide anybody who, you know, wants to be guided. <laughs> okay, because I just remember the randomness of, like, uh, there was a certain, like, a mask that you could wear, right? And it would talk to you? Yeah. Uh, then, like, there was that mechanic with the bomb where it would, like, fly away. And yeah. then if you would if you would smack it, it, it would tell you the time or something like that, right? Some of them, some, yeah. And, and they had different, you get different mechanics, and those were, some of those were actually put in there as Easter eggs. But that was the hand-holding that Nintendo wanted to uh, put the player through at the time. Okay, okay, makes sense. Uh, that, that's been that's been on in on my mind for years, so I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, and, and essentially it was because you can access them if you want, but you don't have to. That, that was the reasoning. And I remember reading it somewhere. I don't remember where, but that was, that's what was said. Okay, okay. So we're going to hop over to some uh, recommendations. I really only have one question. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of open it up like for you to answer it a couple different ways. If you had to recommend just one game to play that like just for a singular playthrough, what would that game be? A singular playthrough? Just like one uh, game. One person asks you like, I want to play one Zelda game, which is the one? Oh, that's a tough one, man. One game. And for uh, you, you and and the reason I say I'm gonna ask, open it up a couple different ways is, uh, you know, I wanna if because it's you can either say because it's this is the best game or the that most vast game or uh you know for people that don't want the whole big vast thing like just a simple game best story like why why do you pick this game why would you pick this game? That's a tough one, man. I immediately went to. Two games in particular, um, just because I feel like if they were to play any one of these two games, they actually might appreciate the games for what they are, and I actually actually might give the other ones a shot. I eliminated Majora's Mask just because if you're going to play one of those, you go play Ocarina of Time, um, and I did eliminate any ones that were 2D or portable. So 2D being like um, Ocarina, uh, which which are so actually much of my favorite, the Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, which is great, Link's Awakening. Um, one of my favorite ones is Link to the Past. Actually, it's one of my top two Zelda games because I beat that game a million times. But that game doesn't kind of really bring about what Zelda is in our modern age. If you're a Zelda, Zelda fan, you would want to go back and play that one just so you can kind of experience it. But if I were had to pick one, it'd be a toss-up, obviously, between Ocarina of Time, Ocarina of Time or The Wind Waker. And the thing... The, I the only reason I was hesitant on Wind Waker is because when... when the Wind Waker first came out, there was a huge, huge backlash uh, onto the different art style that that they went through, right? People were not fond of Toon Link. People wanted more of the Majora's Mask, right, of that type of model and stuff like that. So when they were given Toon Link, people were kind of like, what the hell kind of art is this? But when you actually play the story, holy damn, it's, it's intense. It's actually, as story-wise, the only one that kind of compares to Wind Waker would probably be Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword does open it up to where the story is just magnificent, whereas um, Ocarina of Time, the story was there, but because, you know, N64 was focused more on some other things, the story was told through basically dialogue. You do get cutscenes in the Wind Waker, um, big, fully flat, you know, nice cutscenes, and you get you get those Skyward Sword too. The cutscenes in Ocarina of Time were, you know, probably about a minute, maybe, maybe less, and they still ran the same way as if you were playing the game, so it was kind of interesting. Um... But if I had to get you to play one, I probably would say Wind Waker. 
And I'm saying that I'm, I'm saying that just with kind of with an, a little asterisk there, just because you know I think Ocarina of Time might be the obvious choice, also. Yeah, and it's uh, you know that's the one that I'm sure a lot of people think of right away. They think of the Legend of Zelda. They think Ocarina of Time. So it's a nice yeah. that somebody that's more familiar with the whole the series as a whole can tell us like look past any initial things that people said about this and get to the story, and you'll get uh, you know you'll get a a lot more than what people say. And if you were to distinguish between the two, Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time, you would say Ocarina of Time are for these people and Wind Waker are for these people. What would you say? Like, Well, it, de- it depends what, what the two people, just because Ocarina of Time, at least the OG, it, it kind of holds up. It kind of does it just because the sprites are a little bit there. Major- people enjoy Majora's Mask, but the mechanic might be a little tough for new timers. That one's obviously meant for more puzzle uh, people who like puzzles a little bit. For people who like to uh, go because the mechanic is amazing. You're kind of revisiting the same thing over and over and over again, but there's always something to do and something different. The story t- is tied differently. So if you're like if you're into the Zelda puzzles and the dungeons, Majora's Mask is just one full game that kind of encompasses those things. Um, and the reason I kind of had mentioned, you know, the between the two, um, if you're if you're a newbie. And, you know, you've never played a Zelda game before and you want the full experience. And I'm talking, you know, great items because items are a main, you know, fixture in the Zelda series. Main, you know, items and how fun they are, how fun they are to use. Each one of these games tends to have some sort of weakness. Um, Majora's Mask being that it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's kind of a a curse also, but people... um, did not like that aspect where it's kind of retreading, but I loved it. Uh, but there was that niche of people. The Wind Waker, when it first came out again, the style it looked, Twilight Princess, believe it or not, was was the use of items. People did not like at all the fact that the items seemed to be one-dimensional, meaning once you used it, because in each dungeon, you're, they focus on that item to use. That's how you get out of it. Mm-hmm. Once you were done with that item, there was no real reason to use it anymore. And that's where Twilight Princess suffered from. You know what I mean? You're okay. like, for example, in, in Twilight Princess, you're given this this kind of like cog that you can basically surf on or whatever. And this cog is used to basically, you know, like, you know, wind things and stuff. Aside from the dungeon, you never really use that cog. Another thing that they give you is kind of like a, a, a pipe, a windpipe, if you if you would. You, you put the, you um, shoot the pipe and it kind of just blasts wind. Very one-dimensional in the sense that once you got past a particular dungeon there's no real reason to use it sometimes they'll throw a chest here whatever but they never really use those items to progress the story again and that's where kind of that's where people had issues with twilight princess the skyward sword one of the things people had issues with there was the actual limitations of where you can roam and where you can't that was actually one of the first instances where people wanted to see this open world but believe it or not ocarina of time did have that you go to hyrule each section is kind of layered off but in skyward sword you were in the sky and skyloft that's what it's called remember you were in the skyloft and if you weren't there you were basically in small little regions very similar to um arceus legends you know how you had regions and you're in that region and then you can move on to a different region mm-hmm. that's where that that's what uh skyward sword had and people did not like that the reason I mentioned these two are of Time One Waker, and again, and to answer your question, I'm getting there, I promise. Um, okay. The Wind Waker, if you can, and again, pe- people, if you love the art, Wind Waker's the way to go. There are some people who just weren't fans of Toon Link, but besides that, the story, 
you know, the only other story I can think of that's on par with Wind Waker would probably be Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword actually does have an exceptional story all around, and, you know, especially because it's actually the first in the chronological series. Um, but the story is great, and each of the characters are awesome, just like Wind Waker or Oc- Ocarina of Time does suffer from being a 64-bit on the 64 Nintendo game, and they're not able to kind of give you feedback into each one of these characters. Um, but again, Ocarina of Time is such a masterpiece. It broke boundaries. It did a lot of things that other games did not do at the time. And it, to this day, it does hold up, but it does hold up in the sense that the combat's good, the story holds up for what it is, um, the items are great, and the um, the uh, the limitations, I guess, you know, are, were pushed at the time. Um, but yeah, as far as story's concerned, you do have a lot of the stories that are out there, but if, if you want the whole package, uh, if you're a new player, if you can find a way to play Wind Waker, go ahead and play that one. And but and if you feel like you're not into some of the mechanics, because again, there is a mechanic for each one. Uh, Wind Waker has the Red Lion, where you basically use this boat to venture across the different islands in the world. Um, or Ocarina of Time is that more traditional. Think of you know um, of Elder Scrolls with that land and stuff like that. Skyward Sword, you're able to fly on this loft. Majora's Mask, you have masks and stuff like that. If you can, if if that's your niche, I would recommend Wind Waker to maybe newbies. But if you want to play it safe and you're like, no, this is the one everybody's talking about, then you can always go and play Ocarina of Time just to be on the safe side. But if you want Zelda for what it is, I, Wind Waker, super underrated. Uh, people always talk about Ocarina of Time being up there. The only other one that I could put up there uh, besides Wind Waker is a Link to the Past. But I really don't want to mention that one just because that one's meant for older fans. Um, if if an older fan wanted to get into it, they would probably appreciate that a little bit more just because of the over-the-top, again, 2D, Super Nintendo feel, because that's what it is. But Link to the Past, I've been that one many times. Many, many times. So yeah, answer your question. So so the safe, the safe more like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't exactly say casual, but I guess if you're going to go with the safe, kind of just entry point, you would go with Ocarina of Time. Yes. And if you want the full... Uh, immersion, everything thrown at you all at the same time. You go with yeah. Wind Waker. Yeah, Wind Waker. And honestly, dude, a lot of people don't play Wind Waker, man. But the characters are great. The and that's because of that one, dude. It's a little bit more gruesome because that's what, that's it has a scene, um, in that in that one where uh, the two link goes up and when he comes down and the cinematics are oh my god, they're exceptional, man. Um, like there's because again hyrule's underwater so when you finally realize hyrule's underwater there's a lot of this parallels between this one and all the other games it has easter eggs it has stuff for new for new players and stuff and stuff for old players because a lot of great things and in this one scene the water just comes up off to the side so you're in like a, cir- a circle of water or the water's just going up almost as if moses is part of the red sea but in this case it's circular ganon pops out and um link you know, it's Link and Tetra, you know, just to kind of go there. Link goes up and legit stabs Ganondorf right in the right, right in his skull. Ganondorf looks up. Link just comes down with his sword and just thrusts it right, in, right, right into his brain, dude. And you're just wow. like, yeah, intense. And you're like, what the hell? <laughs> really intense, man. And, and people don't really, that's what I'm saying. People don't appreciate that. You know what I mean? Um, but if, and with that, with that token, if you're actually playing for story and you want story, and oh, Wind Waker, you don't like the, the way it looks? Go and play Skyward Sword, man. You can always you can always start with number one in the chronological timeline. Link is actually by far, and that one has emotions. Um, you actually know what he's thinking. It's it's, and that's because the the characters in that one are a lot of fun. Um, so story wise, Skyward Sword actually might be up there. You know, regardless, it might be an unpopular opinion, but you know, just my two cents. As again, story wise. 
So, so you kind of touched a little bit. I don't know if it's going to be the same answer or not, but if you had to recommend a game as an entryway to the Zelda universe, the last one was only that game. This one is as the entryway. Do you go with the original? Do you go with the chronological one? Do you go with uh, what you think is the best one, your favorite one? What game would you go with as an entry point? to the whole series so like somebody who's never played the series where would they go into yeah yeah where would you recommend they start whether it's because it's the first whether it's because it's chronologically the first whether it's because you think it's going to be the one to hook them uh just lay it on me would it be the same as your last answer one of those two would it be a different one for a different reason if there's an entryway I would, I really want to see Skyward Sword, but a lot of people might be turned off in the mechanic because that game did come out for Wii U, I mean for the Wii. So, and, and you actually have to have um, their motion controls and they did actually transfer that over to the Switch version, the HD one, uh, the, mm-hmm. the remake. And people, that turned off a lot of people to the series, you know, because they didn't like the whole, you know, motion controls with the Link sword and the shield. So yeah, it's different. Know, Not yeah, for everyone. So people might be turned off by that. So I'm going to go ahead and eliminate Skyward Sword as much as, you know, uh, as I want to see that one. Um, Majora's Mask might be a little too complicated. Twilight Princess, they might like the story on that one too. It is dark. It is nitty gritty. But again, that game does suffer from a couple of things, in my opinion, also. Um, an entry, well, how, just in general, right? Not, I'm not taking age into account. Yeah, you're just, if, if someone said... I want to see if I have interest in The Legend of Zelda. What game should I try out to see if I'm going to want to play the rest? You see, but that's... Because there is... What game is going to hook them? Oh, or, 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 or would you recommend the first one? It's, it's your opinion. You're the expert. Because <laughs> the only reason I'm hesitating is because half these games, again, half of them are made for console and the other half were actually made for a Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, uh, DS, 3DS. So the experience is completely different from one to the other, you know? Well, well, let's just for the sake of it say, like, this is a gamer and they have everything. They've played everything. They enjoy everything. Which was, which was the one that you would say? Mm. <sighs> just because I don't think people would appreciate Link to the Past. So it's it's like an entryway, first one. Um, it probably stay the same, either Ocarina of Time or The Wind Waker in this case. But I would say Ocarina of Time in this case, just so that way they can open themselves up to everything else. Because Ocarina of Time is that entryway where the timeline split. That's the game where the time the timeline does split. It splits into three different places. Skyward Sword, Minish Cap, those take place before Ocarina of Time. And then, and then this is a little this is a little funny at first because people were always trying to combine this timeline. And before the official Hyrule, Hyrule story was even like brought out, people had actually made a lot of these things. Well, there might be multiple timelines. These games are in multiple places. It's not one continuous thing because people were trying to plug it into a continuous thing. By playing Ocarina of Time first, they're able to understand to understand first if they liked it, what parts did they like, and the best part is they can go backwards play the prequels or they can move forwards in three different ways right they can go into the 
um, the decline of Hyrule that can go where uh, where the hero is successful, and then that opens up to two more, right? So first we have the heroes defeated, and and this is the end battle, right? The end battle where, where Ganondorf, uh, sorry, where Ganon and Link fight. They're defeated, and that opens up to one timeline. The other timeline is when he wins, but not only is it broken up twice. Not, not only is it broken up once, but it's broken up twice. Reason being is because you have the adult Link, which continues that that period, and then you have the young Link, where because Zelda at the end of Ocarina of Time does send Link back to his original form seven years ago um, when he became an adult. So you have the one where he's living in that timeline, and then you have the one where Link was an adult. That timeline, even though he's no longer there, that timeline is going to keep on going. So you have one, two, and three. Um, so I would say Ocarina of Time as an entryway point. Okay, and that's 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 interesting. Where I love that you brought up that you go in there, you experience it for what it is, you recognize what you like, what you don't like, and you can choose to either go backwards or forwards, and in multiple ways. That that's that's super cool. I, I like that you put it that way. Yeah, now, and again, because each one does have different mechanics, so you can kind of see what you like. You like story and go backwards or you can go in this timeline. You want to experience something else entirely because you enjoyed it or because you didn't like it, you can go into this timeline. Because strangely enough, let's say, for example, you wanted to go to the timeline where a hero is defeated. Well, guess which games you're playing. You're going to be playing all of the Super Nintendo um, Game Boy, you know, 2D type games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so and that's what I'm saying. Or maybe, you know, you want to keep going to what you liked. You can go and actually play um, the one where he is sent back as a child and you can continue on from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, cool, cool. Now, the last one. If you had to recommend just one game to 100%, do it all, get it all, all the items, everything, uh, yeah. Possibly, if it's if it's doable in one playthrough, all right. If it takes multiple, like you do that too. One game it, to do everything and experience everything. One game to experience everything. Every boss, uh, every todo, todo, todo. Two games came to mind again, and one of them being again the console, and the other one being one that was played on. Game Boy Color. Um, I'll talk about the Game Boy one, the Game Boy Color first. And the reason I bring in this one up is because Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. These were actually made by Capcom. This was outsourced. This is where they get to outsourced, but they did they did such a good job of keeping Zelda for what it is. And not only that, little fun fact also, when they released Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages, they were going to make a third game, but that wasn't the case. They never did. So in these two games, and the reason I actually mentioned this one to answer your question, was because if you play Oracle of Seasons and you play Oracle of Ages, once you beat those two and you play both of the final bosses there, you, um, you're given a code that once you input, you, you per turn on one of the games, it's going to take you to a third, a third route where it's not very long, but once you, once you finish it, you have to have taken out both games to take out and fight Ganon. And I, saw, I thought that mechanic was amazing when it had come out. But again, you have to have purchased two different games. Think of it as in, if you're playing Pokemon Sword and Shield. If you play Pokemon Sword, Pokemon Shield, because you played those two games, it opened up a third route just because you played both games. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, that sounds really cool. I'm jealous. It, it was, dude. <laughs> it was because I had both games and I bought both games, and that's and that's because I figured out after the fact. I bought those. I bought. I bought them both because they were not. They're not the same thing. First of all, they have different puzzles, different dungeons, a different boss. You know, a different a different story that goes through each one. They're completely separate games, but they're you know. It's part of the same package. You have these two completely separate games. When you beat them both, it's going to open it up into that Ganon with the code. Once you put the code, it's going to open up that Ganon route where you can go and fight him. But you have to have beaten both games to do it, which is awesome. And I, I don't know about anybody else if they experienced that. I experienced that many times. I loved it, dude. And now, if like, let's say you earn want to go and do it, uh, if I remember, I don't remember if you needed a link cable or something like that, but you needed something to where you needed that code, either a link cable or you can actually input the code. You can just find a, a code and they're long. If I remember correctly, the code was like, I want to say a hundred letters or something like that. You kind of start inputting those letters. And, but once you get it, you'll op open up that third route. Um, so that's, that's the way you did it. Um, so yeah, uh, Oracle, uh, Oracle of ages and seasons would be a good one. But if you wanted to actually go and experience everything, everything, and play everything, and you know, unlock everything, and put in hours and gully amount, then again, every Zelda game does have some sort of weakness that people complain about. Breath of the Wild is also no stranger to that. This one had two things that people were complaining about, but nonetheless, I would recommend Breath of the Wild because the DLC is amazing. All the extra stuff is amazing. The master mode is awesome. I put in a good 500 hours, 600 hours to that damn game. Um, I've passed it twice. I've passed it regular and on a master on master mode. Um, I got all the shrines, which is about 120. I got all the Korok seeds, which is about 900. I've done both DLCs both times in each master quest. I've tried to find and unlock um, because in each in in that game. People don't know where it is in the timeline, but there's a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of different places, locations that kind of resembles the history of Zelda. Uh, for example, there's there's an um, Ocarina of um, of Time. You there's a scene where you actually race. You use Epona. You race around a track. You can find that track in Breath of the Wild, but it's destroyed and it's run down because it's been years and years since it's happened. But then it pops up. Uh, Lon Lon Ranch Refuge or something like that at the top I forgot and you're like what the hell so all this nostalgia just kind of pours it on you you know what I mean if you're a fan of the series um, and you want to pour a godly amount of hours Breath of the Wild would be the one to do it because again you do have a lot of stuff to do and it is nostalgic as hell and the reason people were complaining about it was because people did not like the weapon system i love the weapon system i thought it was an awesome mechanic switching to the weapons the only thing i did not like about it was if i find a weapon or you know like a special weapon because you can use amiibo cards to get you know weapons from other games uh previous games i don't i want to use them because i don't want them destroyed um the other thing people didn't like was the amount of traveling it took because people liked the fact that it was an open world just a big open world but it took a while to travel between locations and stuff like that regardless of whether you had a horse you were climbing different things like that so people i guess people just wanted more stuff to do in between on the way to these villages and that's kind of i can i can see it you know they want whether it be uh, mini games because mini games were hard to find um whether it be people uh missions stuff like that side quests a little bit more you know in it uh, so we'll see what Tears of the Kingdom uh, to, comes into play with that. But yeah, Breath of the Wild would be the one to play in regards to doing everything, everything 100%. Highly recommend it, especially if you're a fan of the series, if you know the timeline. People are even speculating that Breath of the Wild is actually the game that 
all three timelines converge together. So that's kind of an interesting theory that people have been talking about also. Uh, so that that's kind of cool. I don't know if you knew about that. I didn't know that. Yeah, but, people uh, are, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, the only thing is that we're not really sure how the timelines will converge. Um, whether it's just everything coming together, and again, I wouldn't know how they do how they would do it. But the reason people uh, think this is because remember I said there's nostalgic parts of the game. Well, the nostalgia actually comes from all three timelines. You're you're like you're able to find these things called the beasts or uh, leviathans. I'm sorry, these leviathans. You're these leviathans are already extinct. They're bones. You're supposed to find them. When you find these leviathans, you realize that these are leviathans from previous games. There's one from the Windfish, with, which is from the Heroes Defeated timeline. There's a leviathan from Skyward... Not Skyward... Skyward Sword? I think it was Skyward Sword. Or was it the other one from uh, Wind Waker? It might, have been, it might be one or the other. There's several. There's three of them. But the fact that they're actually in different parts of the games... Now, not only that, you know, remember I told you, like, for example, Long Long Ranch or um, the idea of five, you know, from Skyward Sword. Um, there's even a little, you know, hint from her. Uh, there's even the parts of uh, that the, oh, this, this land used to be underwater, but now no longer is, you know. So people are kind of like, you know, each aspect so from the different games at different timelines come and converge here. So that's also kind of cool. Um, so we don't know the actual thing just yet, but maybe we'll we'll learn more in this next one. Yeah. So uh, just to touch on it again, you would say Breath of the Wild for the full big open world. You're gonna do so much and and experience so much. And then uh, what was the set that you mentioned? The two games. The set or um, Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages. Ages and Seasons for uh, a unique mechanic in that you play them both and you unlock a third path. Yeah, via code or via link. If I'm not mistaken, you can play one and find the code online or something. But if you want the full experience, you play both. The game gives you um, gives you a code for playing both. And I don't remember how the link was. I think once you passed ages, you would link your account. Or once you beat ages, it would give you a code. You input that code into Seasons. So your data transfers over from that, from that thing, if I'm not mistaken. And... Yes, and so it, it continues on from that. Think of it as a complete whole data from stemming from both games. I want to say that's the way it went. You know, and I thought that mechanic was amazing. The only other game to do something similar to that was Golden Sun, where in Golden Sun Part One, um, you have your party, whatever you finish the game. In Golden Sun Part Two, you're you have a whole list of characters, but halfway through the game, your old characters come back. Before the game, if you link it and you save and you do something, whatever, you're actually you're actually able to get all your characters, all their items, all their XP, just the way they were from your save file from there into the new game. So now you're using your other, you know, your all your heroes. That's the only other game that's done that that I know of, man. I thought that mechanic is super cool whenever you have two games that just play off each other like that. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool, especially like with dual releases, because uh there there's some stuff like in, in the Pokemon universe where uh, where they'll say, like, if you played uh, this game, this game, and this game, you get a bonus, uh, some bonus Pokemons, like in the in the new game. But there, you know, as somebody that always purchases like Red and Blue or X and Y or Sun and Moon, I would love for there, them to be there to be like an incentive there. Like, hey, you know what? You supported us double. So we're going to give you 
some extra little content. I'm sure some that would piss some people off. But, yeah. <laughs> but but you know, as long as it's nothing crazy, like an an extra little story or something, like I would love that. Yeah. Because I mean, like I've I've been doing that with Pokemon for a long time, so that's super cool. I'm super jealous. I hope they do that at some point. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. And I remember just freaking out because you're like, what, this third thing or whatever, like this third path. And it was just awesome, dude. Like, I can't even fathom. <laughs> All right. So the next section is uh, personal opinion stuff. Uh, I'm going to ask you this or that or favorite this, favorite that, best this uh, and stuff like that. Um, some of the stuff you touched on a little bit, but maybe didn't answer the question completely. Some of this stuff, maybe you've never thought of some of them. Maybe it's going to be real quick answers. Who knows? Well, there's only one way to find out, but I'm going to hit you with a, with a real tough one here at the beginning. Are you team Kapora Gabora or are you anti Kapora Gabora? Because it seems like he's a very, uh, what's the word? Uh, polarizing character, uh, which if you don't, if those people that aren't familiar with the Kapora Gabora is an owl, which, you know, some people might not know. I don't know if it's okay to spoil it or not. He might have some other form in the game, but uh, some people hate him. Some people love him. What what side of that do you fall on? Okay, and the reason people the reason people hate him, man, is because <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Yeah. If you play uh, if you play uh, Ocarina of Time, once you get out of uh, of uh, Kokuri uh, Forest. You're introduced to this owl who's like, oh, you came out and he plays a song. Yeah. And as you're playing this, you're like, you don't want to hear this guy. So you're mashing the shout of, hey, you're mashing, you're mashing, you're mashing it. And he says, <laughs> he says, have you heard all that? Well, if you keep mashing A, the top <laughs> option is no. And plus you're mashing the shit out of A, right? So you press no again. He's going to repeat the entire thing over and over again. So there you are, mashing A again, 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 and while he's speaking, and he, hits, he says it, he says it again. Did you hear all that? Well, no, no is still at the top thing, so you might press no again. You have to be patient. Click down, press yes to continue the game. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that's where you're going with it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I, I remember that like annoyed a lot of people that it like defaulted to like, let me hear this three page essay again. Or uh, there's also another instance I know for sure in uh, Ocarina of Time where you go out of, uh, I don't know if you, you're at the lake, you're at Lake Hylia or something like that. And you're like, I'm just going to go through this also again real quick. You forget at that point. And it it uh, the default is no longer like do you want to hear that again but rather like he's asking you if if you want him to fly you to a certain location and yeah, a yeah. lot of that happen and a lot of people get are like no no like and he does like this little cut scene where like he flies you across the world and again people just you know we're salty with him i believe there's another interaction too i don't know if it was at the in front of the castle yeah, well, in front uh, of the castle, he just kind of looks at you and flies off. Yeah, and then there's also another one, maybe in the mountain or something like that. Yeah, and, and small, small child Link, he kind of appears quite often. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I don't mind him. I just because I know about that, and I don't mind him at all, just because I think you know he's kind of cool. I, I don't mind him at all. He's he's rumored to actually be a, a sage or a 
uh, reincarnation yeah. of an ancient sage, which is the sage from um, uh, what is it, Skyward Skyward Sword, or one of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't mind him at all. Okay, so this the his hidden stun lock didn't didn't put you on his bad side. No. <laughs> or, or didn't put him on your bad side. Okay, okay. All right, fair, fair. Uh now we're gonna get now we're actually gonna get into some of the tough ones. Uh favorite game. Oh shit, Ralph. Favorite game. Favorite game. I have, I guess I would attribute favorite game to being the one that I played the most. It's actually the it's actually the first video game I ever passed, believe it or not. Um, is a link to the past. I, I played a link to the past plenty of times, dude. And I think I would say link to the past because that's always that's always the one I kind of default to, fall back on. The other one I I've passed a lot has been uh, Wind Waker and Ocarina of Time. But if I were to pick one, if I were to be able to play one over and over and over again, and again by whatever no means. You see, now I've I've beaten Breath of the Wild twice, but I think I enjoyed Breath of the Wild more than I did in the past, just because obviously the whole open world and stuff like that. But favorite Zelda game? I don't know, Rico. Oh man, all of them? Can I say all of them? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's tough, dude. That's tough. I can give you an I can give you an order. I can give you maybe some sort of you know. Well, well give me an order, but what's at the top of the order? Because that would be your favorite game. <laughs> man. <laughs> It's hard, man. It's hard because when you're and, and I know because, uh, you know, people ask me about Pokemon all the time. They know that I'm that Pokemon person uh, that they that, you know, they know I'm a Pokemon head. So they ask me and it's hard because one day it's this thing. One day it's this thing. One day I'm like, oh, hopefully they remake this game or if only this one were more modernized, like it would be better than this one. But, you know, it's my this was my first love. So it's hard. But like for now, you know, it, it's not going to be forever. But for right now, what is that game? What is the one that pops in your head? But I'm like, you can only play one. You can only play one. I really enjoyed Breath of the Wild. I don't give a damn what anybody says. And I liked it because all the nostalgia and the story was amazing. But Link to the Past was one that I played multiple times. And I really enjoyed that one too. And the music for Super Nintendo was amazing. Ocarina of Time would pro- is, is up there in the top two section. See, so in this case, I don't know if it's... If I had to pick one, I think I'm going with Link to the Past. Link to the Past, nice. Yeah, just because that's the, that's the first one I ever beat. That's the first game I ever beat. I love the music. The music still sticks in my head. Um, just everything about that game, dude, and it's just awesome. It's it's amazing. So maybe that'll lend itself to my next question, because you talked about why it's one of your favorite or why it's your favorite. What is your favorite memory? My favorite memory. Or big, like a, favorite memory, biggest memory in the series? Like, was it a boss fight? Was it completing your first game? Was it uh, a cutscene? Just something that is etched in your mind. Like when you think of Zelda, like, and some, and you're gonna say, "Dude, this one time, I remember." Like, what is? Where does your mind go? There's several, and strangely enough, the link to the past did. I did have. I do have memories from the past. But the one that just got me like, oh shit, you know what I mean? And there's two instances, one in Wind Waker and one in Ocarina of Time. Um, I will never forget. Well, actually, there's three of them. There's three. I, there's three. <laughs> I think there's three. Well, in Ocarina of Time, when when the, the reveal at the end happens, when you see Ganon for the first time, and then the, the music, the atmosphere, Zelda's just in the back, and shit's just gone real. 
You know, as easy as Ganon is, it was intense. Oh, hell, it was awesome, dude. And I remember just see, like, seeing it and like, oh, my God, look at him. Look at him, dude. Like, he was just huge. Man. <laughs> and, like, he just got up with his swords and the way he just, boom, pulls them out. You're like, holy shit. This is about to be the hardest boss I've ever faced. And he wasn't, unfortunately. Um, but that was one of them. The one in Wind Waker actually was where you stabbed Ganondorf through the head. Um, so, but I think uh, Ocarina of Time is more polarizing than that one. So, um, and Majora's Mask, we were, you see, it was cool, but the Fierce Deity, mm-hmm. that's where you put on his mask and you become this super uber awesome looking adult, you know, uh, Link. That was cool, but I think too crazy. The other, uh, the other one that, that got me was the, the Twilight Princess. It's called, it's called, um, and the reason it's etched in my mind is because Zelda's always been known for the music and this one's called uh, Minda's Lament. It seemed like Minda's like dying or whatever. So you're you're rushing her, you know, to get better and you're taking her to this person who's gonna help her get better. But you're in wolf form. You can't go into into a, a link form. So you have men on your back with the wolf form, you're you're running through the field and the song is just playing in the back and it's a piano piece and it's just gorgeous. And that one just that part of the music is just you know engraved in my memory because I've I remember that scene and I love that scene over and over and over again. Um so that'd be the other one. And then the third one Wait, we're like at five or six. Third? I know. I know. <laughs> you can't you can't just ask me one, dude. <laughs> um in in the third one huh? you were saying? You were saying the third, the third one? Yeah the third one again for for different reasons. Um in Skyward Sword and Again, this is just, and it's another one of those boss fights where you're like, you know, you're thinking Ganon's going to come out when you do, when you doesn't, and then it's the last line that Demai says, and it says, "My my incarnation will basically, you know, be following for the rest of your life." Now, know what? So you're like, oh shit, you know, this this is real. Um, that one line just kind of cements all the other Legend of Zelda video games because you understand, like, oh shoot, you know, what I mean, like Ganondorf is real and he's going to come out later. Um, so that one line, that one piece of music, and just that one core memory where you saw where I saw Ganon for the first time. So I, I would, you know, it's it's a little bit of everything, right? You said favorite, but I like all those. Yeah, and for different reasons. And I mean, it makes sense. A boss, some music, a cutscene, uh, a reveal. You know, there's a, there's so many different aspects that go into these games. And there's uh, so much more. Don't get me wrong. There's so much more for every. Yeah, you didn't, even, you didn't even touch on, like, boss fights. You didn't touch on, like, emotion, something that's really, that got you emotional, oh, uh, nostalgia, yeah. something. But, you know, with, with these games, with such a long series, you know, you see something and all of a sudden it reminds you of, like, going back to being eight years old and, like, you're just there again and it's just it just hits you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, just because... When we had done that um, that uh, song, I remember we did the whole song thing or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's funny you mentioned like, oh, you know, at what points do you feel like a kid again and all stuff. And those are like my memories. And strangely enough, you know, uh, it's, been, it's been a long time since you kind of like feel all giddy and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, so when we did that music thing, and I remember playing that song. I remember that uh, that monk where I told you that story about the DLC where Mas Koshia just moves his finger and you're like, what the hell? And mm-hmm. this guy and in the trials, 
that was one of those memories and my recent memories, Zelda memories, and I didn't mention Breath of the Wild, but I mentioned it now, where I felt like a kid again because you, you completed all this, all this, you know, the DLC, the trials, the divine trial, this shit, you know, he goes, I have a final trial. Like, oh yeah, okay, cool. What is it? This guy moves his finger and you're like, what the hell's going on? And, and he says, may the goddess of Hyde looks down upon you. And you're like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> so he gets up and you're fighting this, you know, this dude who's huge. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> and, and, and that's why I created Breath of the Wild. I really enjoyed it. It's actually up there in my top three just because of just moments like that where I did feel like a kid again. And so when this guy moved his finger in that DLC, I said, this is what the whole game should have been, man, because I was freaking out. And then the music just... Top, top it off was great man so um, it, i'm glad you mentioned that just you know being a kid again and what aspects and what parts of these games make you a kid yeah because uh like we talked about with the last one and then here like how many things have been in your life like for this long and you still love and you still look forward to and like our day ones like day one buys day one purchases you are gonna to going to just pour all your energy into these things you know what i mean yeah Exactly. Uh, and we're both really lucky, honestly, to be f- so entrenched in such good series where, you know, we're, some people are fans of some things, other people are not fans of other things. So, but as a whole, like, they're great games, all of them. Yeah. Really, right? Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the hardest game? Ooh, the hardest one. Uh, like to complete or just to pass? Yeah, too complete. Yeah, like pass, pass it. I have about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like nine more questions. Eight more questions. Okay, so if if you're talking like completionist, completionist, uh, or just pass either either one. I mean, well, it's because some games don't don't require you to actually get through them, you know. But I guess for the mechanic alone, Skyward Sword might be a little more difficult on the difficult side just because of the mechanic. Uh, the older the Super Nintendo games would also be kind of difficult. Um, a link to the past can be quite, can be actually kind of hard uh, if you don't know what you're doing. Even the OG ones. Uh, but if I had to choose one, which game is is hardest to complete? Uh, it'd probably be, huh, Majora's Mask, probably. Majora's Mask. Yeah, just All because. Right. Yeah, just because that one you have to. You don't have to, but to if you wanted to actually, and this was be even had Breath of Wild not come out. You know, Majora's Mask would be the hardest one just because of getting the masks and the boss fights and just kind of experimenting with the different stuff. And there's no real set, you know, it's it's not linear. And you can go back, fast forward time, reduce time, go slow, go fast in whatever order you want. So if you know what you're doing, it can get it can get confusing rather quickly. Okay. So my next question will be, what is your favorite mechanic of the games? Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask. I think. Which, I think. Let me think about it because Majora's Mask came to my head right off the bat when you said it. Mm. Yeah, because because you've touched on it a couple of times. Every game has like their its little mechanic or shtick or whatever. So. Yeah, I think I would say Majora's Mask, because um, in the Wind Waker you do have you you ride your boat in Twilight Princess you're the wolf in Ar- Ar- Ocarina of Time you have Eponas and we're getting your more standard Skyward Sword you fly but. In Majora's Mask, you all, what you call it, you have your masks, and your masks do different things. Um, there's some, the, the four major ones will transform you in, in a dungeon or a temple, um, or in the overworld. 
Um, but you, you'll turn into a Korok, you can, you'll turn into a Goron, you'll turn into a Zora, and then you'll turn into the Fierce Deity. And each one of those, like if you want to traverse Termina, you can turn into the Goron Mask and you can just roll everywhere around super fast and I don't know what. Um, if you want to swim, you just transform to Zora when you start swimming. And then if the masks are meant to actually play parts into the puzzles of the game, just the masks in general. I loved everything about the masks because some masks are harder than get than others and you want to collect them all. So I did really, really like that mechanic. And I think it'd probably be my favorite one because that's the first thing I thought of. I've been Majora's Mask several times and it's always made a point just to have fun with those masks, man, because that, that was that mechanic's amazing. Okay, so if there was ever a mechanic that you would like introduced into the game, whether from other games or like an alteration of something that is already in the series, have you ever thought of that? What would you like for them to try? Uh, uh, just a mechanic that you would like in the game, something you think would be really interesting and lend itself like to these games. A mechanic, a mechanic that I would enjoy. Straight up, straight up, straight up. I think, and again, just because, and I mentioned it before, I am a big fan of time travel in general, and I'm trying to think of instances. Well, in Ocarina of Time, you do have that mechanic where you can go back between Adult Link, Child Link, Adult Link, Child Link, but I want to do something that's that that is the main main mechanic you know what i mean because mm -hmm. that was that was part of the game even in the um a link to the past you do have the mirror where you're not really going from past to future but you're going between dark world hyrule dark world hyrule dark world hyrule so i would like to see something where you um you can basically mess with time and some games do do that already and they do it very well so i would like to see that be be a main mechanic in a game um just to kind of mess with time the would, way i see fit huh i was just gonna say would that be both like in would that be like link in both instances or would that be like like kind of like a battle on two fronts kind of thing e either or, or i think they're or, both interesting concepts um because in ocarina of time you, you you're you're the same person but in different years and it's just only two years that you're working with you're in the past or in the present well i would like for something to be you know whether it's past present future going back into a different timeline or maybe an alternate timeline and just link kind of just jumping between you know worlds right there's time jumping you because in majora's mask one of the mechanics that you can do with the ocarina is you can speed up time by uh playing zelda's lullaby twice you know it's uh um da -na -na, or i'm sorry the song of time da -na -na, da -na -na, where you go okay you can speed up time whatever times two or if you play it backwards you can actually go back into time um not back slow down time if you play it backwards um see so that one you're kind of messing with the whole time mechanic again uh but and just with the arcing of time but that's part of the main story to kind of get through it so i would like something i would like to revisit that again but in a more complex manner because i've always been a fan of just the time travel stuff yeah, and it makes sense that it lends itself. I mean, he's the hero of time. So. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. So your favorite either colorway, transformation, or version of Link? Oh, that's a good one. Twilight Princess, believe it or not. I do like Twilight Princess a lot. Um, I, the dark tones, believe it or not, uh, are the things that kind of always usually draw me into a game. 
the Twilight Princess, the, the Twilight Realm, again, anything dealing with that type of um, stuff tends to be what kind of sucks me into a game all around. But yeah, I think the color palette of Twilight Princess, the colors, the the hues, the uh, that version of Link seems to be the one that I tend to gra- gravitate more so a lot. If not him, then Adult Link is just a safe bet. He's awesome. You know what I mean? From Ocarina of Time, because he's a, he's a badass. Um, so yeah, either one of those two. Okay. Favorite weapon or sword? A favorite weapon or sword? Or You know, because there's different weapons you can use. Is it a sword? Is it uh, a bow? Is it, uh, it, you know, items, different items that you can use? In Breath of the Wild, my go-to, uh, I use my bow. Um, I use my, and I, I mentioned to you before where I just headshot, 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 you know. Uh, my bow in general tends to be the one uh and that one my favorite weapon also i guess if i because you also have a master sword but in the link to the past one of the cool mechanics was you can was it a link to the past you can upgrade that weapon to a level three and then towards the end you can um decide whether you want a defense you want defense oriented or offense oriented so you can basically do like times three damage to whomever or whatever um as far as some of the items that Link actually has on him, because in the in the old games, not necessarily Breath of the Wild, because they kind of did away with the items more so, because in the other games, you do have your traditional items where Link just ha- finds an item per dungeon. One of the cool ones was he was able to... I'm trying to remember the, the Dominion Rod. The Dominion Rod? The rod that creates things. Uh, he had a, he had a couple of he had a couple of good ones, but like I said, they're more so one dimensional. But if not, then the hook shot. Uh, I'm always running with the hook shot if I had one in each one of these games, because I'm I'm thinking of what I usually have stored in my in my seeds because Link can only have a couple of items stored. So I'll, I usually had my bow, my hook shot, or was um, obviously your swords and automatic. Um, what was it? Bow, hook shot, and bombs are usually the three that I always had. So my hook shot's always the one that I once I had the hook shot, I just always had it handy. So yeah, that's always that's a staple like of the games, right? Yeah, yeah, you gotta have it, yeah, because it it just serves so many like functions, right? Yeah. Uh, so the next one is best, or I I would best or favorite enemy. Best or favorite enemy, or like boss. Uh, enemy, just open world enemy. Open world enemy. Uh, uh, let me think. Open world enemy. Yeah, I'm okay. talking just. I'm talking basic enemy. Okay, so basic of uh, just the there's the um, skeletos, lizard rose. Uh, oh, the lizards. Yeah, just they're pretty the ass. Just, I'm trying to think. There's because I'm, I'm thinking more of the OG ones. I'm thinking of the Octoroks. I think I like the Octoroks because every time I see them, I always get a trip out of them. And they're usually they're usually generally annoying in just about every single game, especially mm-hmm. in uh in Breath of the Wild. They're actually like uh there's some and they hide right, but these actually have like a homing thing, but the homing thing actually will shoot it to towards where you're running. Like so, let's say you're running in one direction, it's not gonna shoot it at you. It's gonna shoot it where you're going. So if you don't move back, it's gonna hit you. So, uh, yeah, the Octoroks, man, in all forms, all variations. I do like them a lot. Okay. 
Okay. How about the hardest enemy? The hardest? The lizard droves can be a pain in the ass. It's just and in all of them, just because they 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 creep up on you and they run at you. Okay. Uh, best or favorite piece of music? Because we know that oh. there's a lot of good music in these games. Oh, Notable? Man. Are you or you can you can name a few? It, it, that's okay. That's understandable. Okay. The ones with the music. Well, a link a link to the past. The dark the dark world theme is actually one of my favorites. The Breath of the Wild did have great music also. Uh, uh, Ocarina, of, Ocarina of Time, Twilight Princess. Those four. The Twilight Princess is more for the piano themes and the, and the, the music in Twilight Princess is super good, man. Underrated. Um, but Link to the Past does have the Dark World theme, which is actually one of my favorites. Ocarina of Time has Gerudo Valley. Twilight Princess, in terms of music, because uh, Twilight Princess has Gerudo. Gerudo also has the Hidden Village, Midna's Lament. Um... Yeah, Twilight Princess has some good stuff, man, as far as music is concerned. But just in general, I, I do have my favorites, but Twilight Princess as a whole, probably. Okay. So, last three questions. Your favorite character, besides the main obvious characters, favorite character, whether it's an enemy, whether it's uh, a companion. Skull uh, Kid. Who? Skull Kid. Skull Kid. Okay. Hands down. Yeah, hands down. Skull Kid from Majora's Mask. Okay. What is your favorite mini game? In Majora's Mask again, and it's it's, it's, my, it's they had the mini games where actually kind of fun. There's two of them. Uh, there's one where you got to get across, and I've always enjoyed the ones where like invisible walls or whatever, but you got to get across in a certain time mm-hmm. or whatever. So Majora's Mask did have that one. Um, Majora's Mask also had the bomb chew, but these bomb chews were, uh, yeah, bomb chews were the little ones that you place on the ground and they kind of just scurry off or whatever. So I had a bomb game. That's how I used to, I used to recycle my or recycle my rubies um, through those games. And the more modern ones would be the uh, Breath of the Wild, where you do have the surfing one, which is freaking hard, super hard if you're trying to get that thing. Um, but then there's one where you use a bow and arrow, so those were fun too. But yeah, but those two, those two games, oh, for me, for my mini games. All right, so this one is a is a like a hopeful thing. I don't know if you've ever thought of this or not, but if the Legend of Zelda franchise were to make a different kind of game, what would you want them to like give a shot? Still, you know, still within the world of Zelda, but what where would you want them to tr- to try their luck? Or how what new way would you like to experience Zelda? Uh, honestly, I immediately went to, which is strange because it used to be um, kind of like what they did with Age of Calamity with like Dynasty Warriors and stuff like that, but they did that already. If I were to get one more, I would love to see some sort of um, strategy action RPG. But I, I, now I don't know if I want real-time strategy, if I want uh, like a Fire Emblem type strategy game, um, mm-hmm. or I don't know if there's a game, there's a, a, a franchise called Valkyria Chronicles. That one is tactical strategy also, but it does give you, um, instead of when you click a character, you have a limited time to move them and then for and then have an action with them. So I would like to see some sort of turn-based with Zelda or some real-time strategy with Zelda. I think that would be awesome. And real-time strategy would be super, as far as the lore, it would be super easy to do. The, time, the turn-based strategy, I think, would be a little simpler too. Um, but it'd be a great way to introduce new characters because like in Valkyria Chronicles, what they do is 
they give you a unit that you're able to kind of use, you know, and the unit, you can either grow custom to these random person people that you never, may never see again, or you can create new units of just characters that you can recruit. So I think a Zelda game where you can recruit characters like that, you, re you recruit them, whether they're, you know, Impa, whether it's Gold Kid, whether it's, you know, um, the from Laurel or, you know, people from Laurel, just anybody. I think that would be a kind of a cool mechanic where all of them just kind of converge. That'd be a cool thing, a strategy game. That does sound cool. So any other little fun facts or things you would like to throw out there about uh, Zelda, Link, uh, Ganondorf, whoever, like, or the series, whatever, uh, before I've we thrown, wrap up? I've thrown a few out there. And I did mention, uh, I did mention some of the... Uh, like in Majora's Mask and the one-year turnover. Um, Which was impressive, man. Like, they put out a game that quick, and it yeah, was that good. because they oh. wanted to make sure that they got onto the, onto the success of Zelda, so they made sure to do that. Um, I guess one of the things, and a little fun fact, right? If there's, I don't know if you're familiar with the CDI. Remember that console thing that did not make it whatsoever? Mm, I don't remember. Let me look it up. Yeah, it's a CDI. Well, there's there's a lot of Zelda memorabilia out there in terms of books, in terms of uh, of uh, other games that Nintendo did not make. Okay, so now if you look up CDI, go to, and I actually okay. own one of these. Actually, no, I own both of them. I am missing one, but the one I'm missing is just ridiculously hard to find. And oh, it expensive. looks like a VCR. Yeah, in 1993, the CDI, the CDI things kind of came came on board or whatever. And strangely enough, uh, it was made by the Philips or whomever, whatever. But these games are not developed by Nintendo in any shape or form. Um, they Nintendo had kind of signed something with somebody else. I don't remember the actual whatever. But basically, like it's they're called the Faces of Evil and the Wands of Gamelon. These two, these two particular games. There's like one with the green link on a green cover, and then Zelda on a orange cover. And there's also one called Zelda's Adventure. That one I never got my hands on because that one is freaking expensive. Little fun fact: those games right there have nothing to do with Nintendo, nothing to do with the franchise. <laughs> um, but if you can get your hands on them, they they do use the Zelda name. If you can get your hands on them, they are kind of pricey, and kind of expensive. Um, I do own the. The Faces of Evil and the Wands of Gamelon. I do not own the Zelda's Adventure because that one's super hard. But yeah, those are two games that, you know, terrible, terrible games when they were released. <laughs> <laughs> they look yeah, interesting. That. They look very interesting. I'm looking at pictures right now. <laughs> I'm looking at I'm looking at the prices. The the Wands of Gamelon you could probably fetch for about two hundred, three hundred dollars. The Link's Adventure, and I'm missing the slipcase of this one. Probably nets a little bit more, more expensive because it's a little bit more rare. Zelda Adventure was the one that will fetch you like a thousand dollars or so, maybe a little, maybe more, maybe about two thousand. Mm. Yeah, so I, that one I never got my hands on. I had a I had a chance to buy it for five hundred dollars, but this was in college and I didn't have that kind of money, so I didn't buy it. <laughs> so that's because I, I own all the games. I own all the games in their in their original cartridges. I don't have a loose Zelda game. I own them all. Um, the only one I do not own, but I guess it's okay because it's you know not it is that this uh, Zelda Adventure. I, I, I will try to buy it if I ever had a chance, but that expensive, maybe not. But I do own them all in their original case. So That's awesome. That's awesome. The only other fun fact that I read was the that there was an announcement. And maybe you, you'll know what I'm talking about, so maybe I can throw it over to you to talk about it. But the 
there was like some discussion a while back about Link's last name. Link Link. Link Link. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. Reason being is because they were made it's made by a uh, Shigeru Miyamoto. I, well that well that's well, I read that his last name is is the same last name as the first big character that Miyamoto made. Zelda Mario? Yes. Link. Yeah, Link Link Mario, yeah. It, that that might be true if I, if I remember because I know that he had mentioned well Mario's last name is Mario and Luigi's name is Luigi Mario because that's the name they were made. Uh, yeah, you actually might be on something. I, 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 I had read that because I read that Mario is you know the 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 guy it right yeah, the first yeah. one right and that since him and Mario share the same father, it would make sense that they both have the same last name. Yeah, I think I'm trying to remember. I thought it, I, it might be Link Mario or Link Link. I thought it was Link Link. Um, just Maybe. because I know this because I, I know that's what um but Shigam, you know, Shigeru Miyamoto just kind of plays on again with the Mario Mario being of that universe. Mm-hmm. It's one or the other. Um it's either Link Link or Link Mario. Uh yeah. but those Link Link still the, came off the top of my head. Yeah, those are the two things I've heard. Either sticking with the pattern of the double name or you know, sharing the name, which I mean, well, you'll never hear it in game, right? But just a little fun thing there. Yeah, so I'm kind of uh, looking it up, and it says here that according to Miyamoto, his full name is Link Link. It's by, okay. by, ties back to the infamous 1993 Mario Bros. movie. Yeah, I thought it was Link Link at first. Um, but again, okay. maybe maybe he kind of retconned it later on or whatever, but that's the last thing that I knew was Link Link. Okay, so Link Link. Uh, but uh, I know, I'm sorry, Marcus, for having you talk about this. I know it's not really something you were looking forward to or are too into. <laughs> hey, dude, <laughs> an, hour, an hour and 20 minutes, man. Tell you otherwise, man. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I apologize for dragging you into this, but uh, I had fun and you taught me a lot. Uh, and it's always exciting for me to, like, hear you talk about something you're really into and stuff like that and kind of go off on a tangent where I ask you for one thing and you give me eight. But yeah. uh, that's neither here nor that's there. Favorite. So uh, any any other thing you want to throw out there before I wrap? No, uh, just thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining for listening to me uh, ramble about this particular series. It is a series I hold very dear in my heart. It is a, to me the greatest franchise of all time. I will you know collect play these games multiple times, not just one. The only game I actually little another little fun fact for for me was um, the only game I've beaten once has been um, Spirit Tracks. And I made it a point to actually replay that game uh, in the next few months. So stick around for that one. But no, thank you for joining me, Rico. Thank you for asking those awesome questions, man. I had a blast. Um, but yeah, I hope we can talk about this again soon. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, for me, thank you for listening. And remember, a sword wields no strength unless the hand that holds it has courage. Good night.